What's up? And welcome to Clarity for Parents of Athletes, bringing you stories from professional athletes about their parents and how they were raised. My name is Gabe Nocere from aclearmind.com. So what were your biggest takeaways from my interview with AJ Bramlett? There are a lot of gems in this one that resonated with me, but I'll narrow them down a bit or even mash them up into a few several ones combined. Now, as I said before, if I strike a chord with you and you find yourself feeling down on yourself or triggered, please try not to beat yourself up. Just use it as awareness and that you have the opportunity to raise your consciousness if you do choose to do so. Remember, Everything, every kind of negative feeling that you may be having is simply a thought, and there's always a choice behind those thoughts. Now, one thing that AJ said during the interview that had a major impact on me was, and I'm paraphrasing here, he said something like, living life doing the things you really love doing. Now, that makes obvious sense, as I think as humans, we all try to live life doing something that makes us feel good and try to avoid doing things that don't make us feel good. Now, again, it sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? And I think most people, adults especially, follow this method of living. But what about children? Do they have the freedom to do what makes them feel good? Now, I don't have scientific data to give you an answer, but I would bet some money that children have a lot less choice searching for the things that make them feel good than adults do. Now, there are obvious reasons for that. Sometimes what makes a child feel good doesn't match the ideals of the parents, and parents need to regulate what a child is doing sometimes. There are some easy activities that make sense to regulate, like too much screen time, avoiding too many sugary foods, etc. Now, those things might make a child feel good at a certain level, but obviously too much of them can lead to some major issues, both while they're a child and can develop some kind of issues as a lifelong pattern may develop uh, that can hinder them as an adult. And of course, there's the other side of things, getting children to do homework or chores, things they don't particularly find fulfilling, yet it's important to develop discipline and organizational skills. Now, what do you think about giving them the freedom in sports? Not just the freedom to choose sports, but the freedom to develop their own work ethic. As parents... We want our children to succeed and see them work hard at something, but what if they don't love it enough to work on their own? Should you simply stop what they're doing, or is it okay that they don't go out and shoot 100 jump shots before school every day, kind of like what we talked about in the interview with AJ? Now, I'm just asking these questions, not necessarily giving an answer, or what I can do is recall AJ's story with my perspective on it. His perspective was that his dad introduced basketball to him and showed him how to play, but dad didn't put him out to go work on his own, didn't force him to do so. What happened was AJ found success on the basketball court, and that propelled him to want to work on his own so he could achieve more success. Simply put, he loved and still loves basketball. Now, in my opinion, it's easy to say, of course, he had success as a young basketball player. He ended up being 6'10", and he said it himself. He was always tall for his age. But what about others who aren't as physically gifted and have a more difficult time finding that success, which helps them find the drive to work on their own? Now, my opinion has something to do with another thing AJ said in the interview. 
kids aren't outside as much and we need to allow our kids more opportunities to learn by themselves and even get hurt. So what's keeping kids inside more now than in the past? Now, as usual, what drives the ego is behind that fear. Now, there's always a fine line between being cautious and being fearful, and it's always difficult to be aware of when you've crossed that line or even if you're way over the line because everyone has their own inner story and programming that they received. Now, as a parent myself, I've been programmed throughout my life from milk cartons when I was younger to billboards to movies and TV shows to believe there's always a chance someone can snatch me up or now can snatch up my child. Now, obviously, that has happened and to other people and can happen, but it doesn't happen as often as we start to believe it can because our imagination starts to go crazy from seeing those images and hearing those stories. And if you know someone who has been abducted, I'm sure that cautious to fearful line is different than someone who doesn't know anyone who's been abducted. Now, it's all due to the programming that we receive during our lives that lead us to our behavior. The less fear we lead life with, the more we can tap into our limitless potential. Now, this doesn't, of course, mean we should go too far on the other side of that line, that cautious dividing line, which is carelessness. Too much carelessness isn't good and too much fear isn't good as well. It's that balancing act for sure. Now, I don't want to be too dark in this, these takeaways and go down the path of abduction and other things that could happen to your child. I just was thinking of reasons that might be preventing children from being outside. Now, honestly, I think there is fear from parents to let their children play unsupervised outside and away from the home these days compared to when I grew up and possibly when you grew up. But I don't think that's the main reason why children aren't outside as much learning on their own, like AJ said. I personally feel electronics are what's stifling both wanting to go outside and also creativity as well as social connection, which is probably worthy of an entire podcast at some point that I will probably do. The main point I want to make is if children have access to too much electronics, they will choose electronics over going outside and shooting those 100 jump shots or dribbling the ball or whatever it is to get better at their sport. They may like those electronics, but they don't fulfill their soul. Think about it yourself. Do you feel fulfilled in your being when you're on the phone checking social media or emails or being in nature or socializing with friends or your partner. Now, I know there's this pull. There's always this pull to check to see what's happening on social media. And some people are pulled in a lot quicker than others or for longer periods of time. Right? But it's the same for children, and it's essentially an addiction. Just because it's not going into a child's body, we have a different perspective on if it's good or not. What it's doing to the brain isn't something many parents consider. I've seen screen addiction with my daughter. When my wife and I, we felt the need to ground her sometimes from her phone, she was a completely different person. She was engaged, loving, humorous, energetic, but when she had it, it was a different story. A screen addiction is becoming all too common to the point that there are now places people can go for video game addiction. So why would we put screens in front of young children, especially for extended periods of time? Now, when I go out to dinner with my family, I see children as young as two years old or sometimes even younger with a phone or a tablet in front of them. Why? So that they won't be bored? 
so they'll be quiet and quote unquote well behaved so we can have our social time with our friends or our partner. We're not just fearful these days of our children becoming abducted, we're fearful of them being bored. But when a child is bored, that's when their creativity kicks in. They will find something to do that really helps their brain develop. That's when they will feel a pull to work on the things that they love, whether it's basketball, soccer, music, or join in on a conversation at the dinner table or whatever it is. Now, that being said, them wanting to practice on their own probably won't happen with them feeling pressure to go practice on their own by parents or pressure to perform during games or practice. All that pressure some parents feel they have to put on their child is probably not viewed as pressure by the parents, but as motivation or drive. But really what it is, is fear. It's fear that our child won't reach his or her potential or fear that he or she won't be good enough or isn't good enough or fear that we're not a good enough parent, really. That fear of not being good enough runs deep in society, let alone in sports. Now, luckily, viewing ourselves as not being good enough is a choice, just like all beliefs. And the more we can let go of fearing that we or our child won't be good enough and knowing that we are all perfect removes that pressure to search for anything outside of us to define us or to make us feel whole. We can even know that we are perfect yet still want to improve and seek more in our lives. It's completely possible. But if we dwell on what's not, we have a more difficult time manifesting what we want in our life and in our child's life. A.J. Bramlett's parents had a great formula which helped him on an extremely positive path on his athletic journey. Dad introduced him to a sport he loved, but he gave A.J. the freedom to explore other sports. It was A.J.'s choice to continue down the path to a basketball career. And from there, his parents didn't put pressure on him and supported him by putting him in the right environments and gave him access to camps, teams, and coaches. Any pressure A.J. felt came from coaches, not parents. This theme is common with all the other interviews I've done. Less pressure leads to players loving what they do, which typically leads them to having success, which leads them to wanting to get better and working harder. The support system he had at home led to that tremendous amount of love for basketball, and luckily for his children, they have the same guidance which will no doubt benefit them in whatever they choose to do. Thanks for listening. As always, please feel free to reach out to me through my website, aclearmind.com. I'm available to do workshops for your players, your parents, or work with you or somebody else individually. Now just reach out. Again, aclearmind.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please review, rate, subscribe, and share to help others listen to these awesome stories as well. Much love to you and many blessings.